Hello everybody, this is Rachel Treese from Flex and the City and we are in week six of the COVID crisis lockdown and today I am very lucky to be speaking to the wonderful Karen Murphy who is the Managing Director of Horizon 8 based in the east coast of the USA. So hello Karim, how are you? Hello Rachel, I'm terrific. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me to join Lex in the City. It's quite an honor. You're very welcome. How is lockdown going for you, Karen? Lockdown is, is beautiful. I live in a beautiful location. I'm fortunate to have my mother and daughter with me. I'm fortunate to be working with a great company and team of people, and we're moving forward. That's great. So as you probably know on Flex in the City, we love to try to find out a little, get under the bonnet and find out a little bit about your background and how you came to be working in financial services and with Horizon 8. <laughs> so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, uh, if I go back a few years, I went to college in the Northeast uh, with the ambition that I was going to become an electrical engineer. And when I realized that was um, different from what I wanted, I moved to Boston and started a career with Fidelity Investments in shareholder servicing, talking to customers every day about their money, which we all know everyone can be passionate about. It really helped me learn how to relate to people and learn the, the core of, of financial services is how to deal with customers. From there, I continued in financial services. I went on to work for State Street Corporation, um, as well as spent a few years with their transfer agency group, Boston Financial Data Services. And, and that gave me an even broader view of the investment life cycle and the various aspects of the business. And where I had the opportunity to work with brilliant leaders in the industry, I watched, I listened, I learned, and that really helped me in my career moving forward. Absolutely. So, so you're now at Horizon 8, which has yes. operations in China, right? And in Europe yes. and in North America. Yes. Horizon 8 is the European and North American arm of a very innovative technology company called Hung Tian which was originally founded in 2004 as a partnership between State Street Corporation, uh, China-based Insigma Technology, and one of the top three universities in China, Zhejiang University. It's been, it's been an amazing experience. I've been with the company now 10 years and have enjoyed every minute of it. So Karim, you probably are aware that sometimes I ask a question where I get my guests to explain exactly what they do in very simple terms to my mum. Now my mum is very demanding and she likes things in very simple terms. So what do you do? What does Horizon 8 do in very simple terms? Rachel, we are a technology company and very simply, we help companies like banks, securities firms, and others who look after and manage money for you and your mom to create easier, more secure ways for you to do business with them. I think my mom, Sheila, would understand that very well. Well done, Karim. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rachel.
So, so, so the one thing I'm very curious to know, and I'm sure the listeners are too, Karim, is have you found that there's any, um, you need a different leadership style, whether you're leading in North America, whether you're leading Europeans, or whether you're leading people in China? Well, you know, Rachel, this is a very interesting question. And I fundamentally believe that we're all people, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of, of where we come from. And we all have similar needs and ambitions. Now that said, one of the things that I've, I've learned over the years, um, interacting with the different cultures and, and backgrounds is you really need to get curious. Um, it, it's a time when listening, questioning, to make sure that, that what you're hearing is, is accurate, particularly in cultures uh, like China or Asia, where there is often um, some language differences in terms of how you communicate. I found that it, even with people in Western parts of the world, it's very easy to jump to conclusions or mm, make a quick right. evaluation based on what you perceive you're hearing or you perceive to be true. And what I've learned to do over the years is to become much more patient mm. um, and get curious and ask questions and um, make sure that I fully understand the picture so that I can, so that together we can work through where we need to go or <clears throat> what the best uh, decision is going to be. So you're really using a coaching style of leadership because curiosity is a big coaching, coaching skill. I am one I learned from a, a marvelous coach. Great. Fantastic. I know him. I know him very Yes, well. you do. Thank I you. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to the fact that you are a woman, as I am. I, and you've been working in a male-dominated world. I think it's fair to say that over the last uh, 30 years, Karim. Um, what have you noted? What have you learned um, being a, a woman in a male-dominated environment? Yes, I am a woman and I love being a woman. And I have grown up the financial services industry, as you said, is, is fairly male-dominated, although I know there's there's been some progress made to, to shift that. And uh, while earlier on in my career, as I was um, working amongst, largely amongst many male leaders, I was under the impression that in order to succeed or, or lead, I had to be just like them. Mm. And uh, one of the things that I've learned is just how important it is to be comfortable with who I am and embrace my own leadership style and bring some authenticity to my workplace and to my life. Uh, a, a few years ago, I had an opportunity to hear from a woman, uh, Carla Harris, and Carla is, right, yeah. is vice chairman at Morgan Stanley. And her story is, is very inspiring. And what to me resonated was just her authenticity and what she brought to the workplace by unveiling who she is as, as a person. It was, it's really uh, important and something that everyone, men and women alike, uh, in my view, uh, can do a better job at. Absolutely. Makes us all more human. 
Yes, absolutely. And so over the years, I'm sure you've had many leaders or, or mentors. Is there somebody that stands out that, that you've really admired in financial services as, as there, your own leaders? There is, there is. I had an opportunity to work closely with the former chairman of State Street, Marsh Carter. Mm. And Marsh was very, is very human. And I can recall a, a day early on in my, my career when I had to go into his office and I was fairly stressed out. And he sat me down and uh, told me a story, as he would often do, about the importance of making sure my life was in balance mm -hmm. and that there are three legs to the stool, as he said. Um, you have your professional life, you have your family life, but you also have your personal life where you develop yourself in whatever interests you. And it was at that point in time when I really took a step back and recognized the importance of that balance in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was really a turning point for me um, to look at how I could do things differently um, and still have... Um, a very productive um, career, uh, family life, and, and personal life going forward. Absolutely. And, and, and so one of the things that I know about you, Karim, is, is that you take a great approach to your own self-care. Um, and, and so I'm wondering how you, do you feel it's important for leaders to take an approach to self-care? What's your view on that? I do. I do. It is very important to me. And you look at many of the great leaders and, and you'll find that, that their well-being, um, they all have their own protocol for how they take care of themselves um, mm. in order to lead effectively. And it's interesting, we're in a, a time period with the COVID-19 and having a, a strong, healthy immune system is very important to staying well. And I believe that that wellness is more than just physical. You have to have an emotional well-being and a game plan for taking care of yourself. And that is going to be a very important part of leadership uh, going forward. I know many companies now have implemented wellness programs and uh, things to help employees uh, stay on track and, and get on the wellness path. Um, but wellness is, uh, being a well company is going to take on a whole new meaning down the road. Mm. And to the point that I, I would say they're, they'll, companies will be graded on how well they are. And that'll come from people wanting to work there, people wanting to do business with them. Um, wellness is, is a general trend that we're seeing all around the world. Absolutely. And financial services, you know, we're going through a very challenging period right now in the middle of the COVID crisis. What skills do you think are going to be needed even more by financial services leaders, Karen? I believe that um, financial services needs to um, go back to some of its roots and, and bring a more human aspect to the equation, uh, more empathy, more compassion, listening to enable them to make smart decisions and transformations uh, down the road 
as, as the industry continues to evolve and change. Um, for many years, uh, I, I have seen that financial services have largely operated to managing the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And while that's important, uh, the human aspect has, has left many of the corporations. And, and I believe now is a great time to start to bring that back into play. Absolutely. And Karen, I'm going to segue into something more about you. You probably know from listening to Flex in the Cities that I was doing <laughs> a little bit of research in advance <laughs> to find out about who I'm interviewing. And I happen to know a little bit about your inner leader. And I, believe, ah. I understand that you are a surfer girl. So I am. I, so I'm naturally, being a coach, very curious about what you think financial services could learn from the surfer girl. Well, I, in, in working through my uh, leadership coaching, I developed the, the persona of a surfer girl, uh, largely because I love the water and uh, do have plans to take up surfing. It's always been a, an interest of mine, uh, would like to do it in some warmer waters. Uh, living on the Northeast right now. And, and part of that persona is I'm a leader who leads from my core. And if, if you think about the analogy of, of surfers, um, surfers require very uh, significant core strength. And I know how to um, slow time down, be very aware uh, so that I can watch for the right waves to ride. Mm. and know when I, I need to sit on the sidelines and, and just observe and let others take the lead and know when, uh, as, as surfers go, it, there are always going to be big waves, and sometimes you might get tangled in them, and know how to get out of situations or uh, shift to uh, right yourself or right your company to keep riding those waves again. Carrie, I love how you're showing up today. You're absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. But I can't let you go without asking <laughs> one very important question. Now, any, any female from the East Coast, I just have to ask this question. Sex in the city, which one of them is most like you, Karen? <laughs> well, Rachel, uh, I would say that I am mostly a Carrie which happens to be my nickname. Uh, however, uh, I have a, a large dose of Samantha thrown in there too. I love it. I love it. Karim Murphy, thank you so much for being our guest on Flex in the City this afternoon. Love your surfer girl. That will definitely be one of the themes in the title for, for today. And I'm sure you've been an inspiration for many future leaders in the industry. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to join you today. And as always, I love our conversations. Absolutely.